Thanks for listening to another episode of the HeartShare Group Podcast. You can find out more information on the services we offer to support ministries and organizations by visiting our website, theheartsharegroup.com, or by following us on social media. Hey, everybody. I'm Bill Sammons. This is Kristen Boyce, and uh, we're with The Bridge in Delaware and Maryland, and it's our pleasure to be with you today. And uh, we're going to talk about how to take care of donors. Not that we're experts on that, but uh, we've been doing it here at The Bridge for almost nine years. Mm And uh, we just want to share you with you some of the things that we've learned. Not everything is original to us. We learn best by listening to other people, kind of like uh, what today is all about, sharing ideas. And uh, so, so the nine things that we've selected to kind of pinpoint um, are things that we have implemented here at the bridge that we try to stay on top of. And uh, before we get into those, I wanted to share with you just a little history. The bridge is uh, almost nine years old, about eight and a half years mm-hmm. old, right? Yep. December of 2010. Yes is when we signed on the air. Um, When we signed on the air, we were owned at that time by a church, and we had zero listeners, we had zero names in a database, Mm -hmm. and we had zero dollars in the bank. (laughs) We fortunately only had about $100,000 debt, and that was to the the church that owned the radio station, and uh, that was to help to buy equipment, things like that, to get on the air. But the church wanted us to be self-sufficient pretty much out of the gate and that was a real challenge at the time we only had i think two full-time employees maybe one or two part-timers um since then um we have grown and uh, we have i think 10 full-time now maybe 11 three or four Mm -hmm. part-timers so we signed on the air in december of 2010 in march of 2011 so about three and a half months later we did our first on-air fundraiser at that point, we didn't know what to expect because we didn't know how many people were listening. There's no really no way to know who's listening to you on the radio. So we, we didn't know if anybody was listening. Uh, we had uh, a few names from people that had written us letters and stuff, and we sent out, sent out some letters uh, saying that we were going to be having our first fundraiser, explaining the concept that we are listener-supported, nonprofit Christian radio station. So actually, Jack Eason and Tom Lewis came in and guided us through the process, and we did a three-day fundraiser that March and raised a mind-blowing to us $180,000. And at the end of the three days, we were just blown away because we discovered we had listeners. There are Mm -hmm. people out there on the other side of the microphones, (laughs) and uh, they got the concept, and they wanted to support the local Christian radio station that had come here. I might add, uh, right about that same time, around uh, March of that year, after us being three months old, a national radio chain, um, which has about 800 radio stations, bought two stations in our market mm. programming identical music uh, to what we're doing. Mm. So we that kind of threw us into a, a tailspin too, wondering is there enough revenue in this market mm. to sustain really three radio Christian not Christian radio frequencies, two nonprofit ministry three uh, two ministries, three signals. So um, since then I can just tell you God has been blowing our minds. Mm. Um, our budget our, our income last year was about $1.2 million, right, Kristen? Yes, yes. And that's a combination of not just on-air fundraising, mm-hmm. but uh, major the, giving, which right, is an area that Kristen donors. works in, mm-hmm. um, and underwriting. Uh, as a non-commercial radio station, we're not allowed to sell ads, but we can mm-hmm. sell what they call underwriting. And that means, uh, you know, Joe's Auto Body supports the bridge, and we thank them on the radio. We can't do a call to action and things mm-hmm. like that. So so a lot of what we're going to talk to you today is about, is about Christian radio, because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. But we have some stories involving, I have a story regarding a church and, 
and uh, we have some experience with other nonprofits. And I think the nine points that we're going to share with you today um, will apply not just to non-commercial Christian radio, but to pregnancy centers and and uh, uh, homeless ministries and other ministries, nonprofits that you might you right. might be involved in. Certainly, if we talk about radio all the time, that's because of what we do, but apply it to what you right. do. So our nine general principles um, of how to take care of your donors. And the, and the first one is mm-hmm. don't treat your donors like they're ATM machines. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I've seen time and time again is people that have money and are generous with their money get asked for their money a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you go to these people all the time with your handout asking for money every time you need it or even when you don't, and, uh, and, and the only time they see you is when you have a need or when you're asking for money, I think you're doing your, yourself a disservice. Yes, absolutely. So making sure that it's really all about building relationships. Um, like Bill said, not reaching out to them just when you need something. You don't want them to feel like we're just tapping them just like an ATM, but it's building those relationships in between each need that you may have. There could be capital campaigns or your upcoming fundraiser. You don't want them to feel like we're reaching out to them just during those times. So in between, it's all about cultivating the relationships. So making sure that you're thanking them each time, letting them know how much we appreciate their support. Um, this could this could be a simple phone call, a thank you letter, a handwritten card. Um, one initiative that our staff and our team here has been doing is after every fundraiser that we have, we have two each year, our spring and our fall, we take that following Monday and we all come together as a team and we go into the call center and we make thank you calls. We call every donor that gave that was a part of giving, whether they gave us $10 or if they gave us $1,000. Um, we make sure to call them and thank them and let them know that they were a special part of our fundraiser. And so a lot of times it's neat to hear that they're blown away that we even called them to thank them. So it goes a long way. A lot of times people will uh, will write a check and they'll give a gift and then they never hear from you again. Mm-hmm. They don't know how their money was spent. Yep. And just keeping them in the loop uh, makes them feel valued mm-hmm. because we do value them, right? Mm-hmm. It, and but we get busy and we forget. We have yeah. to let them know how their money was right, spent. Exactly. And it gives them some, some perception of what the ministry mm-hmm. is all about and lets them know that you appreciate them yeah. and that you don't just see them as an ATM machine that you yeah. tap out a couple of times a year. Yep. Number two, uh, guiding principle for our, our fundraising and our donors is put ministry first. Mm-hmm. Um, we have learned that um, if that, Money follows ministry, not mm-hmm. the other way around. Exactly. My dad was a pastor, and he mm-hmm. he told me that before I started working in this in this world of non commercial radio. And it's about um, it's about relationships with people. And Kristen is as much in ministry, maybe more so in ministry, um, than the people that that are on the radio in the studio every day mm-hmm. talking to people because the ministry that we have here in the studio when we're on the air is talking generically to 75,000 people a week. The ministry that Kristen has and Mandy and the other people involved in, in our donor development and fundraising mm-hmm. is eyeball to eyeball. Mm-hmm. It's one-on-one. You probably yeah. could tell a hundred stories. Oh, so. I could. Yes. Um, and I'm going to put you on the spot because okay. I didn't tell you ahead of time, but <laughs> I mean, can you think of a time when, yeah. when it wasn't about money, it was about ministry? Absolutely. There's actually several times. Um, 
We have had so many people call and write us and tell us their stories of how impactful the ministry is. And a lot of times they're sharing their hearts about what they're going through, whether it's, um, you know, losing someone or dealing with an illness. Um, one of the stories that comes to mind is a woman who shared with us that she was dying. Like she had received news that she was dying. And she said, until my last breath and my last day here on earth, I want to make sure that I'm supporting the ministry of the bridge. So I had never met her in person. Um, I called her and just said, hey, would you mind if I came over and just to visit and to, to pray with you? And I went that day and I brought her a bridge t-shirt, um, went to her house and hospice had already come in and she was kind of sitting in her living room um, with a couple family members and, and the hospice nurses. And I was able to just sit in this woman's living room and pray with her and pray with the family members that had been there. She did tell me later on that um, the family members that were there were not saved, so they didn't, mm-hmm. you know, have a faith in God like she did, um, and just how important that was, because you never know who else this could impact. So went that day, prayed with her right in her living room with her um, her medical team, and it was not about going to ask for money at all. It was all about being there for her um, through this hard time and just letting her know that we loved her and appreciated her in a meaningful way. If There's a, probably a tendency, if you're a manager of people um, that do fundraising, to look at people like Kristen who do mm-hmm. fundraising and go, are they the money people? They're mm-hmm. the money department. No. Yeah. They're the frontline ministry people. Yeah. And and I think if you as a manager have that attitude toward your team mm-hmm. and the people on the team have that attitude that their job is not to go out and raise money, that's going to happen. And that certainly yeah. is that we can't operate our ministry without that. Yeah. But if ministry goes first, the money is going to follow. And I'm going to, I'm going to share a story. I think Kristen knows this story. Uh, this involves my dad, mm-hmm. who is, is retired now but used to be a pastor. And the church had built uh, another wing with some classrooms and stuff, and they had a school, and they wanted to build a gymnasium. And I think it was a 3 or $4 million project, and um, they had started a fundraising campaign. And at that point, it was, it was kind of word of mouth. They were, they were just talking it up. I don't think they'd had a banquet or any of that kind of thing at that point of this capital campaign. It was pretty early on. My dad, had, my dad likes to hunt, and uh, he had developed a relationship with a couple of guys. One, it was a contractor in the area who was not a believer. And uh, my dad does a lot of evangelism through hunting. And so he had developed a relationship with this guy. He really liked him. And they liked to hunt together. And they uh, went deer hunting quite a bit. Um, my dad also witnessed to this guy every opportunity that he had. Mm-hmm. He didn't look at him as an ATM, even though this guy mm-hmm. was very wealthy. My mm-hmm. dad never looked at him as an ATM, okay? Back to principle number one. <laughs> One day, this gentleman, his name is Gary, showed up at my dad's office, and uh, that was my phone falling. Sorry, it scared me. Um, he's, Gary shows up at my dad's office at the church. Uh, they were supposed to go to lunch, and um, he said, uh, Pastor Bill, before we go to lunch, I, I wanted to give you this, and he handed my dad a check, mm-hmm. and my dad said, oh, thank you. He said, this is for the gym. My mm-hmm. dad said, thank you, and he looked at it. It was a check for a million dollars. And my dad, without even thinking, and he said, thank the Lord he didn't think because he may not have done this, he handed the check back to Gary, and he said, Gary, I really appreciate this, but you know what's more important to me than your money? Where you're going to spend eternity. Wow. (laughs) So now Gary's holding the check again, 
And they talked, and my dad talked to him and, and, and led Gary in a prayer of salvation, mm-hmm. and Gary um, accepted the Lord there in my dad's office. Wow. So and at awesome. the end of the prayer, he handed the, the gratefully mm. handed the check back to my dad for a million dollars. Wow. Gets better. Mm. The next day, this guy's business partner, his name is Pret, comes in. Pret is a believer and also a friend and hunts mm. with my dad. Pret came in the next day and said, Gary called me and told me what happened yesterday. <laughs> he said, I've been praying for him for years. I'm just blown wow. away. Thank mm. you, Pastor Bill, for being faithful. And he said, I would like to, in honor of my friend Gary and business partner Gary accepting the Lord, I want to match what he just did. Wow. He handed my dad a mm. check for a million dollars. Amazing. Two million dollars, two so days. Amazing. He didn't ask for a dollar. Mm. He didn't ask for anything. He put ministry wow. first. Yep. That's what happens. That's a, it's a great we, principle. So that's we, number two. Yep. I want to definitely mm. let you take the lead on this one, Kristen. <laughs> um, number three, manage mm. the process and not the numbers. Um, how do we engage and inspire should be the question that you mm-hmm. ask. For instance, you need to think more about your mission statement mm-hmm. than your fundraising techniques. How do you connect in our case? How yeah. do you strengthen their lives in our case? That's our mission, to connect people to Jesus and mm-hmm. to each other and strengthen their lives. Not how do I get more money out mm-hmm. of my donors. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, it's a continuum. In radio, they usually will start by listening. Then they'll give us maybe a, during one of our fundraisers mm-hmm. a small gift. Right. Um, one of our uh, friends calls it a tip. A tip. If they have yeah. a lot of money, they give us a yeah. little bit just to see what we're going to do with it yep. and how we're going to use it. And then then after that, maybe they get involved. Then they start giving bigger gifts. Then mm-hmm. they become what we call a champion, mm-hmm. which is a person who gives a, a large amount of money and then also mm-hmm. introduces us to mm-hmm. other people. Yes, absolutely. This all goes back to building relationships, um, You know, not treating them like they're an ATM, and keeping ministry first. One quick story that I have is um, we had some donors actually just about a month ago. Um, I just called them to check in with them. You know, you, you'll build your list of your donors that you'll want to continue to cultivate and walk through the steps um, of the relationship building process. One of them I just called just to check in and see how they were doing. I heard his wife was not doing well. She had been diagnosed with um, cancer. Gosh, I keep having these cancer stories. Yeah. Um, but you just never know what people are going through in life. And he just shared that she wasn't doing well and, um, was able to go visit. And sadly she did pass away about a month after that, but we were able to go pray and visit. Um, he ended up putting in her obituary to give, you know, in memory of her to the the bridge. And that's just one thing that through that process, but we do have donors that, you know, they'll fall in love with the ministry and your mission. Um, and they'll give, you know, large gifts right away. They're just all in. There's others, like you said, that will start off with giving monthly. Um, a lot of monthly donors will continue to, you know, either increase their monthly gifts um, as they fully engage in what you're doing and believe in what you're doing. And then others, like you said, will it'll, it'll be a gradual process. Mm-hmm. So that might give you a tip. Um, just to see how you're going to react and, and manage. And are you going to communicate with them to tell them how their gift's being used? Are you going to thank them appropriately for it? So um, just making sure that you're keeping in line with thanking them and communicating and not treating mm-hmm. them like an ATM and, and definitely putting ministry first because money does follow ministry. So, yeah, it's a gradual process, um, but 
It's all about cultivating relationships. I'll probably say that a million times today. Um, but it is. It is. It's cultivating the relationships. It's genuinely caring about them, um, loving on them, being there for them, reaching out to them. Um, also, just inviting them to special events, um, making them feel special. Um, we have different um, initiatives that we do here for our major donors where we'll invite them to experiences that they could not purchase, you know, anywhere else. We call them unique experiences because it's something that they get to be a part of that, you know, they couldn't go purchase a ticket to, whether it's a mm-hmm. private living room concert or a special meet and greet opportunity or a special dinner event. And so we like to keep those things going too and make it special for them. But. And that's one thing that's nice. The, mm-hmm. the industry they were in, it, mm-hmm. there's a million opportunities mm-hmm. for that. Whatever ministry and you're mm-hmm. in, if it's not ready, you're just going to have to be creative. But Absolutely. I bet you can come up with some things that, that you could do in that area. Absolutely. We have something called Team 362, which we actually started a number of years ago. Uh, it's a dollar a day level of giving to the radio station. A dollar a day, round numbers, $30 a month. That's $360 a year. And we have uh, just a couple of months ago decided that we wanted to become a lot more intentional with uh, kind of interacting and communicating with the people that are Team 360 members and really make it more of a team. Mm-hmm. Can you explain some of the yeah. things that the new things we're doing? Sure. Yep. So we decided to revamp our Team 360 um, program. And initially, we were just calling it Team 360, you know, call and be a part of it. But what were they being a part of? And so, yes, they're supporting the ministry and keeping it going with their monthly gift, but we wanted to make it more exciting for them. So in April, we announced that we were going to do some more exciting elements and add some elements to it that would um, just enhance the program. So we're going to be doing um, monthly drawings for them with um, a chance for them to come into the studio and meet our on-air staff and either have breakfast or lunch Um, last month we were able to offer them two free tickets to a concert event that we, um, had, and that was exciting. A lot of them took advantage of that. We're going to have an upcoming, um, event this summer where we were given access to a local state park that has a water park. And so again, at no cost, we're able to put together a summer pool party where they'll receive a special invitation, um, monthly drawings for, you know, prize packs, whether it's music, mu- you know, CD, things like that, or books or, or what we have, but just, just making it exciting. There's a surprise element to it that, um, just for their monthly support. So it's $30 or more a month. Um, they'll be a part of this team 360 where they'll have an opportunity to partake in some of these exciting things that we'll have going on. So in conclusion, number three, manage the process, not the numbers. The, mm-hmm. the inclination is to look at the spreadsheet every month and say, um, we raised this much mm-hmm. money, and that's important, and we, we look at that. Mm-hmm. But more important is uh, that Kristen and Mandy, and by the way, everybody on your team is in fundraising, mm-hmm. all right? <laughs> not just the people that yeah. have that on their business card. Yeah. But how are we interacting and communicating, and are we talking to and mm-hmm. seeing mm-hmm. Um, our donors, the people that are the lifeblood yep. of our ministry. That's yep. really that's yep. really the number that you need to be looking at to make right. sure that those contacts are happening. Right. One more thing I want to add, too, is mm-hmm. um, we have made it um, known here at the bridge that our staff is asked to participate and give right. as well. So prior to our last fundraiser, we all committed to giving first. So when we're 
all on the same team here and we're all mm-hmm. pushing for the same towards the same goal, we need to be fully engaged as well and giving. Um, the same goes for our board. So yeah. we have a wonderful board and they give their time, talent, and their treasure. And so that's important too to have just everyone that is a part of your, um, your organization be fully on board. And that also is honoring. It's God honoring. So Yeah. And I think it says something too, Kristen, mm-hmm. when you can go to a donor and you're talking to a major donor and mm-hmm. say, and 100% of our staff and our board yes. are, we not, are not only involved in the ministry, work in the, in the ministry, yep. serve them. We give financially yep. to our ministry. So it doesn't matter if it's five dollars yeah, right. or a hundred dollars. Yeah. You're giving, you're giving. So Okay, uh no, principle number four, communicate. Um and boy, this is a job. Um and it takes mm-hmm. some it takes some real effort. Mm-hmm. Um we've done some trial and error things. Uh the problem part of the problem is today everybody's inundated with information mm-hmm. and emails and mail and you know, we're just we're just bombarded. Mm-hmm. So you got to kind of find your sweet spot, what mm-hmm. works for you. We'll share a few things that we do that mm-hmm. we feel works for us. Number one is a weekly on-air financial report. Uh, that's Tuesdays, mm-hmm. Wednesdays. Um, it airs every Wednesday. Wednesday, mm-hmm. every Wednesday. I should know this. Right? <laughs> All day long. <laughs> every Wednesday, you're going to hear Kristen on the bridge for 30 seconds giving a financial report. To yep, give us an example what, off the top of your head. Um, what so you? I'll just say, hi, this is Kristen Boyce, Director of Donor Development here at the bridge. We have your weekly financial update. And I say last week we raised you know, 80% of our weekly goal or you know, we exceeded our goal thanks to your support. Mm-hmm. And then I'll share our remaining need for the month of May is you know, $56,102. Um, whatever it is to the T, I share. So we don't round it up. We keep it fully transparent with them, what we raised last week. Mm-hmm. If we didn't meet our goal, we didn't meet our goal. And we don't um, ask. We right. do not use that opportunity yep. to ask for money. It's yep. a report. That's right. Yep. It's a here's where we are. Yep. So we take our monthly, our overall monthly need, and we break it up each week. And so we give you know, what came in the previous week, what our remaining need is. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'll add in a donor story or you know, we always will just say thank you so much thank for you, your support. You. Um, we are, you know, a nonprofit, um, and your tax deductible gifts are greatly appreciated. We don't do an ask. We just put it out there. You know, this is where we stand and that just keeps it transparent. Um, I have had so many people come up to me and say that they appreciate that we do that. They know where we stand. They know if we've met our goal, they know if we haven't met our goal. Um, and sometimes for someone that does love the ministry and love the mission, if they hear that you didn't meet your goal, they want you to succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's also helped us with um, having other gifts come in just from them hearing it. We've had uh, we've had people start giving, and they say, I'm, I'm, "I love what you do." The weekly mm-hmm. that you're so transparent that you tell us exactly what comes in and, mm-hmm. how, and what and where you are. I want to start giving. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's happened, Kristen has gotten phone calls from people, and they say, "What did you say the remaining need mm-hmm. was?" And they write a check for that <laughs> yeah. exact amount of money. Yes, it's to, amazing to help us meet the budget. It so. is. Yep. Um, the second thing we do is a monthly ministry report, and uh, this starts on the 5th of every month, runs until the 20th. I voice this, I write this and voice it, and what I do is review what we did the previous month mm-hmm. towards our mission using development donor mm-hmm. money. So I will say, you know, we had a night of worship, we did this, we had this many people on prayer works, mm-hmm. we had this many people attend this event, and it's uh, 60 seconds usually, mm-hmm. and... Uh, it's just a way of acknowledging to the people who gave us money that we're using it wisely right. on mission 
and, uh, and it, uh, the same as the, as the weekly financial report, mm-hmm. I always end it by saying thank you mm-hmm. for supporting the nonprofit right. ministry right. of the bridge. It lets them know where their money's going. And if you mm-hmm. don't have, um, you know, radio, if your organization is not radio, you can be creative on how you would share this, whether it's in a newsletter or social media. You know, maybe there's a new avenue that you can tap into so that your donors are mm-hmm. also seeing kind of where you stand and then where their money is going to support. Um, the third area um, of, of being accountable and communicating is uh, thank you notes mm-hmm. and thank you letters. And one thing that we have uh, really gotten a lot better at, um, in fact, I don't know how we could be any better <laughs> at it at this part, and that is getting the thank yous out immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, explain how we do that, because during fundraiser twice a year, mm-hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from yep. 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., yep. we're raising money. And let's yes. say I called on, let's say it's Tuesday mm-hmm. at noon, I called and I and I gave a hundred dollars to the bridge. Yep. When is my thank you note going to go out? It's going out that day. That day. <laughs> it's going out that day. So if you called yeah. in on Tuesday to pledge your support, um, we're sending you, we're printing them all out that day, and we're sending them out, you know, that day. So they should have it within the next day or two. They might get it the next day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And it'll have an envelope yeah. in there to make sure they can return their gift. Um, if they paid online, you know, it just says. Thank you for, you know, your gift. If you've already mm-hmm. paid over the phone, thank you. If not, please utilize this, you know, the envelope to return. One of the things that we do, too, we have our online giving is set up so that when we get a gift online, um, my phone, Kristen's phone, mm-hmm. might be a few other people here. Yeah, that we have notifications. I get a text notification mm-hmm. of who gave it and how much. And you've actually... Yep. On a weekend, maybe, even somebody gives yeah. and you get, you get back to them right away. Yeah, so. I actually called... Um, one of our major donors is a pilot, and so he travels all around the world and gave us a very nice gift. And I got the ding, you know, such and such just gave you, you know, X amount of money. And, of course, I had his number already, so I quickly sent him a note. Said, wow, thank you so much for your gift. And he was blown away. He's like, oh, my goodness, that was like five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. And so We're stalking. Um, We're stalking yeah. you. So he was impressed, but it yeah. also is nice to, you know, let them know that quickly. Exactly. Not mm-hmm. only I think is it the right thing to do and mm-hmm. important and shows them how much you appreciate it, but there there are studies that show that the, your giving goes up if you mm-hmm. are faster with your thank yous yeah. and your replies. Yes. They, you, they will give you more in the course of a Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Timely thank yous are important. Um, year end, we do, of course, by law, you have to send a tax uh, statement mm-hmm. out. Yep. Um, but we kind of use that opportunity to let them know how we did. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to speed up. I can't believe we're eating up all of our time here oh, quickly. But, um, <laughs> and then the other thing that we do is we try to constantly communicate uh, where we are mm-hmm. and what we're doing and mm-hmm. what's happening. And with yep. social media, it's, it's easy to do. With email, it's easy to do. The thing is you got to be careful. You can overdo it, and then they stop following you mm-hmm. or unfriend you or yep. block your emails or, or opt out of your emails. But yeah. Um, it's really important. And Kristen is on the phone all the time. Yep. Yeah. And I would just add, as far as um, it goes with communication, just know where your donors are and communicate with them where they are. Everyone's different. And after a while, you'll be able to gauge when you're building the relationships, how they like to be you know, communicated with. That could be on social media. It could be sending a quick text if they're a texter, um, a phone call, a letter, and so, again, just try to gauge what their preferences are Get to, well, as you're getting to know them and then utilize those channels. So just having all these channels open is vital. 
um, we've been using the text to give program, mm -hmm. um, and that's been a huge success. He's also been using it for different contests and things like that. And that's yeah, we're using it for evangelism mm -hmm. now too. Mm -hmm. We actually are. Are um, there's a company called Zip Whip that we use Z I P W H I P Zip Whip. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to check it out, they're able to take your toll-free number or your main line and convert it so that you can also use it as a text line. And uh, it's been a really cool thing yeah, for us, uh, really not only in, in uh, having people donate during fundraiser, mm -hmm. text the word give, right. immediately they get a link and they can do everything on their phone in, right. a, in a minute or so. But we just started doing something a couple of months ago where we're on the radio saying, if you hear us talking about Jesus all the time, you don't have a relationship mm -hmm. with Jesus and you'd like to, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. um, text the word Jesus to the to our number and we'll, we send out a link immediately and it, it has a little two-minute film about the gospel. Mm -hmm. And then there's follow-up. If the person wants to pray, they can pray. And we, we actually get notified when they accept Jesus as mm -hmm. their Savior. And, and we have had, I think, maybe 30 or more in the last few months um, Amazing. that have followed through and accepted the Lord. And a, and a lot more people have watched the video. So it's a really cool thing. There's some good technology out there. Check it out. Don't discount mm -hmm. it. Um, and I think, Kristen, you did. Didn't you do a survey monkey a couple of years ago about mm -hmm. our donors' preferred method of communication? Yes. And yes. Kind of, so go where they want to be. Right. And, you know, yep. don't, don't force it. And do a survey if you're not sure. Yeah, ask them. <laughs> Just ask them. Or ask. Yeah. All right. Number five principle um, it's about stories, it's not about your budget. Mm -hmm. The tendency is when you're raising money is go, gosh, we have a need of $150,000. And if we don't replace every all the computers and printers in this office, I just don't know how we're going to operate. <laughs> People don't care about your printers mm -hmm. and your computers. Mm -hmm. They want to know that you're saving babies. They want to know that people are coming to Jesus. They mm -hmm. want to know that lives are being saved from suicide and drug yep. addiction Absolutely. and marriages are being reconciled mm -hmm. or whatever it is that is your mission. Mm -hmm. That's what they want to know about. So share mm -hmm. stories with them, yes. not that you need a computer or any other yes. kind of infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Yep, and we do that. We share them um, Gosh, I'd say on a daily basis when we have the opportunity. We receive so many stories, like many of you probably do, um, of the impacts that our ministry is having here. And we share them on air. We embed them in letters. We share them on social media. And then as our uh, fundraisers come up twice a year, we have several of them um, recorded that we just share over and over and over again because that is what tugs at the heartstrings. That is what you know, brings in the financial support when folks see the impact that you're having. Mm -hmm. um, I should share the one story about during our fundraiser, um, I think it was two years ago, um, we shared a story that was super impactful of a young man, he was in high school, who was going to commit suicide. Um, he hopped in his car and he turned on the bridge inadvertently. He heard Bill talking, he say something like, don't give up, and then a song came on. He turned his car around and he did not commit suicide that day. Well, we shared that story that day. And a lady who was down the road a couple miles in the drive through at McDonald's said she heard that story. She was spending her last $20 um, to buy lunch that day. She said she felt the Lord tell her, get out of this drive through line, turn around, drive to that radio station, and you give them your last $20 so that Another mother doesn't have to go through what she went through. Her son had committed suicide several years before, and she had been carrying this guilt and just the burden um, of losing him. And she said to know that the ministry helped prevent 
another mom from walking through what she had been walking through that her, you know, that that boy didn't commit suicide that day, she said was just life changing. So you never know what anyone else is going through. Um, And so the stories, you know, will impact people in just a variety of ways. So just keep sharing the stories of of all the good that's happening and that's taking place. And the part of the story Kristen didn't tell you is that she was carrying around an immense amount of guilt and um, had not been able to forgive herself. Absolutely. And uh, was grieving for years. Mm -hmm. And the ladies here at the radio station, when she came in with her $20 gift, Mm -hmm. instead of taking her $20 gift and looking at her as an ATM, Mm -hmm. (laughs) back Mm -hmm. to that one again, they started talking to her and they found out her story and they took her into our prayer room and they prayed with her um, that God would, would help her to, uh, to, to minister to heart so she could forgive herself and yes. that she could move on and grieve properly. Yes. And didn't she get up with you later? She did. Yeah. She came in broken that day and she said that, um, she was carrying guilt and, bur- and a burden around because her son had called her the night he was going to commit suicide and she was busy. And by the time she called him back, it was too late. He had taken his life. So wow. she has, she had been carrying that. Um, she came in super broken. We were able to go in our prayer room here and just pray over her and pray with her. And I checked in with her um, about a month later just to see how she was doing. And she said that she left here that day a completely changed person. She said it was like the weight that was on her shoulders had been completely lifted. And she would no longer felt the burden or the guilt. Um, but God had completely lifted that from her. So... Yeah. But ministry first. Absolutely. Uh, where are we? Number six? Mm-hmm. Uh, number six, thank them. Mm-hmm. Love them. <laughs> Love on them. Make them feel important and be genuine as you're doing it. I know yeah. you are grateful. Um, show them that. Show your donors that you're grateful. And there's a hundred ways to do it. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, we do phone calls, cards, visit, yeah. lunch, concert tickets. Uh, meet the artists. We do it in letters. We mm-hmm. tell them on the radio mm-hmm. all the time. We, yep. we say it in every way that yep. we possibly can. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yep. It's just like goes back to all about building those relationships. Um, just take the time and the effort, you know, to build the relationships, to cultivate them. We plant the seeds when we meet with folks and we share the mission and we share what the ministry is doing. Um, we plant the seeds. We can make the ask. God ultimately is going to write that check. So if you just keep that in mind and just keep relationship building at the forefront, um, thanking them, um, and you can even go and play dress up with your donors if you have to. <laughs> that's a whole nother story. Tell you that story another time. <laughs> but um, anyway, just build those relationships, love on them, thank them, <laughs> cultivate the relationships, and um, again, it's gonna yeah, it's gonna continue to flourish. So uh, let's move on to number seven. Mm-hmm. We have. Three more. Number seven may seem a little odd that we put this, included this in ways to take care of your donors. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, I want to discuss the past due process mm-hmm. that we use here at the bridge. I really struggled with this early on. This was my, uh, when we started the radio station, my first time in any nonprofit ministry. And people would pledge money and then they wouldn't send it in. Mm-hmm. And it would keep showing up on a mm-hmm. past due report. And mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do with that because we, hadn't given them hadn't really given them a good or a service technically mm-hmm. it was a pledge and and so do you call them and tell them it's past due do you send them letters and stamp mm-hmm. it past due and and um boy we struggled with that and we asked yeah. a lot of people we prayed about it we talked mm-hmm. about it and um we kind of came down on and Kristen's going to explain the process to you 
but the kind of the guiding principle mm-hmm. of where we decided to end up is the way Jesus views us, and mm-hmm. that is grace and absolutely. forgiveness mm-hmm. must go first. Right, absolutely. No, not to say that we don't remind them, but grace and forgiveness mm-hmm. must come first. So yep. you want to explain what we do? Sure. So we have a great uh, database, a donor database called Bloomerang. You may use it or you may have heard of it. Um, anyway, it's a great resource, and we're able to pull a past due pledges report, which we pull on a quarterly basis, um, and then we make phone calls. We call them. You know, we try to call them at least twice, give them some time in between, but we call and we just say, hey, just following up on your pledge that you made during our fundraiser. I see it's been, you know, maybe a month. Um, just want to see if you're able to still fulfill that pledge. I know we were counting on it coming in and being able to put that to good use. However, we know life happens. And so if something's come up and you need us to, you know, wipe this away or forgive it, we're, you know, able to do that as well. We just need to know so that we can, you know, change this in our database. And we also offer to pray. Every time we call folks, we offer to just pray with them. And that is amazing. So a lot of times we call people and they may have lost their jobs or, you know, something they've hit, an issue in life, it happens. But when we call them and we just say, hey, just checking in to see, are you able to fulfill the pledge? If not, you know, like he said, forgiveness and grace. Um, So once we try and give them a call twice, we'll then usually try to send a letter. If it goes past six months without a response, we kind of get the hint that it's not going to happen. You know, they may have had something come up in life. Um, And we just were able to write that off so that we know for our financial records that it's not something we need to continue to count on coming in. Um, and I will say that we do have a very low past due pledge percentage rate. Mm-hmm. I know that um, when we've worked with some consultants and they've looked at other radio stations and ministries. Um, and so that may have something to do with the fact that yeah. who we are and, yeah. and what we're about. But. And even in that, we put ministry first because mm-hmm. how do we end every conversation with somebody? We say, is there anything we can pray about yeah. you with? And sometimes yes. it's pretty obvious when they call what the prayer is going to be about. Yep. So. Kristen and her, and her team and everybody, mm-hmm. we pray with them on the phone. And that, yeah. that is very meaningful, yeah. not only to them, but to us. And yep. we actually will bring it to staff meeting and our whole staff mm-hmm. um, on Wednesdays. Uh, yeah. Praise for everybody. We had one lady uh, I called um, to check on her past due pledge, or maybe it was a credit card that had been declined. Either way, I called and um, she told me that her husband lost his job and I was able to pray with her over the phone. A month later, we had our spring fundraiser. She called back in. He had received a new job that was better than his last job. And she said, I just wanted to thank um, you know, the team there for praying with me. My husband was able to get a new job. And she increased her. She reinstated her yeah. monthly giving and increased it. Wow. So God is yeah. good. Number eight, uh, build your database every day, every way. Get names. Names are so important. I told you eight and a half years ago when we started, we had zero money, zero database, zero names in our database. How many do we have? We have well over 12,000 names. So we have about 12,000 names in Mm -hmm. our database. Um, How many of those are givers? Approximately 3,000 right now are ongoing givers. So we determine when we do mailings, um, there's a a lot of ways to sort. And Mm -hmm. sometimes we'll send to people that never give, have given. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we don't. Honestly, Mm -hmm. we haven't had a whole lot of success with those people that don't give. Mm -hmm. But those names are valuable for other reasons. And we do contests and promotions and stuff. If we have their email address, we include them and stuff and Mm -hmm. let them know about what's going on. And we try to stay in front of them. Maybe because we 
collect names by mm-hmm. doing contests and stuff. Sometimes we get people that aren't even listeners, maybe aren't, aren't believers. Mm-hmm. So you never know who's on the list, who you're going to yeah. be reaching. But yeah, and database is very important. Right. And keep working that list because just our last fundraiser that we had in the spring, um, we had folks who were on our database for years. They have never given. And we had a huge amount of them actually call and give for the first time. So you never know when the Lord will prompt someone to start giving. Yeah. Um, so just yep, yeah, keep keep including them, letting them know what you have going on, um, and just keep building that database. Um, and number nine, our, our last one, and that is to um, make them feel ownership in your ministry. Mm-hmm. It's their ministry as much as it is your ministry, even though you may work there or you're a full-time mm-hmm. volunteer or whatever. It's as much their ministry, if you're a nonprofit ministry, mm-hmm. as, as it is yours. Mm-hmm. And there is no more beautiful language to me then when a donor says to me, I loved when we did this. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. That is the sweetest words it really in is. the language when somebody says that. I loved it last week when we mm-hmm. did, did such and such. Right. So uh, if you can get your donors to start using that language, mm-hmm. then you've succeeded in making them take ownership, feel ownership. And that means you're not viewing them as an ATM. You're viewing, viewing them as a financial partner, an important part in the radio station. I've actually right. said during our fundraisers sometimes on the air that I wish I could print up little business cards that say the person's name, mm-hmm. the bridge, and then it says station owner. Mm. Because as a nonprofit ministry, mm-hmm. everybody that contributes a dollar or more to this ministry yeah, technically is an mm-hmm. owner in the ministry. Shareholders. Part of it. It's theirs. <laughs> so yeah. let them feel some ownership in your ministry. Yes. So what did we leave out? Anything? I can't think of anything. I think we've covered a lot of bases here. and uh, We can't take questions, but... Yeah. Um, you can email us. We can give our email addresses. <laughs> yeah. You go first. Okay. Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N, at 887thebridge.com. Feel I'm, free to reach out. I'm Bill at 887thebridge.com. If you email me with a question, I'll forward it to Kristen. Yep. <laughs> That's the so. way it works around here. She's the one that does the day-to-day, so she understands but, it better. Yep. So. We're happy to share some of our best practices, any documents that we can share. Um, it's better to work together instead of recreating the wheel. Just you yeah. know, use what's out there. So feel free to reach out, and we hope that this was helpful. Thank you uh, for your time, and thank you yeah. to Jack for the opportunity. Yep. Have a great day. If you'd like more information on today's topic, check out our resource page at our website, theheartsharegroup.com. You can also follow Jack on social media as well. Thanks for listening.